awesome podcast. Toot toot. And a hearty good day, mates, to all our listeners at home. Grab yourself a Foster's and throw another shrimp on the Barbie, because tonight we are talking dream houses. Wait, what? Big hell. I said good day, mates, to everyone at home. Oh, I know. I Let's heard Let's grab a Foster's and throw another shrimp on the Barbie, because... We are talking dream houses tonight on the show. I heard you. I was just being incredulous. Is this is this the opening bit? Barbie. Shrimp on the Barbie dream house? Come on. We're talking dream houses. Ugh. So Barbie, obviously. Ugh. I needed no. to say Barbie. No. And and then uh, uh so I said I went with shrimp on the Barbie and I threw in Foster's because that's a that's a Yeah, I heard it all well. and it just stinks. As you've had all week to work on this. It stinks. You don't like my intro bit here. You don't like the connection I'm making. It's so far of a stretch you reached literally across the globe. How would you have segued into talking about dream houses? Oh, nice try. You're trying to get me to do your job for free? Uh-huh. No, not doing that. I'm not going to give you my fire ideas for free. Well, Mr. Possum, it's a job we both get paid for, so I'm not asking you to do anything for free right now. You are on the clock. Yeah, I mean, I'm on the clock, but we have different sort of sub-jobs. You know, you do the intro stuff, and I'm just here to kind of be a disrupting scamp. Someone to, to kind of be a, uh, you know, a piece of gum in the works to keep it interesting. Right. Well, you've certainly been a gum in the works tonight by not uh, not accepting my intro bit. I'll work on that. But, you know, I'm pretty sure our dream houses are separate, so I don't really care if we get along. We're each going to be describing our own dream house, right? Yeah, we're each going to describe five rooms that are going to be in our dream house should we have the opportunity to make our dream house someday. Yep. Well, when we come back, Mr. Possum and I are going to start describing our ultimate dream house. Big Hal, why don't you describe the first room in your dream house? Well, Mr. Possum, it has always been my dream. And I believe I have mentioned this a few times before. Garage? But the garage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know my dream house is going to have a three-car garage. Definitely heard this. You know what's weird about this is that you talk about the garage more than you talk about cars. Like, you never talk about cars. Yeah, I don't really care about cars, Mr. Possum. Why do you want a three-car garage? Oh, Mr. Possum. Oh, Mr. Possum. Garages ain't for cars. They aren't. Cars go on the street. You don't want to drive them dirty old things up in your garage. Garages are for stuff. Stuff. St what do you mean, stuff? Stuff. You know. What kind of stuff? Tools. Lawn equipment. Seasonal decorations. Storage bins full of clothes that you plan to be able to fit back into someday. Back issues of magazines. Surplus beverage overflow. That steel drum you bought on a cruise in Cozumel. Softcore VHS tapes. Cigar boxes full of money. 
Bags of munchy snack mix you don't want the wife to get into. Seashells. Your broken propane heater, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, that's very thorough. Well, I mean, and and the list would go on and on and on. If I had a three-car garage, I'd be able to put, oh, just thinking about the amount of stuff I'd be able to put in there, Mr. Possum. It's, it's, uh, I'm starting to sweat. I'm getting so excited about it. I'm not trying to criticize it, but I, I do find it interesting that as soon as you build your dream house, you build a little, a little hutch where you can keep your little, your little precious things away from your wife. Uh, some of it is away from the wife so she doesn't find it, sure. All of it. Some of it's away from the wife because she doesn't like the way that it smells or looks. Uh, you know, and some of it is just away from the wife because if I didn't have a three-car garage to put it in, she'd make me sell it. I think that what's going to happen is you're going to build this garage and then you're just going to live there so much that you're just going to get like a sort of a casual divorce. and You'll just be out there married in name only, but you'll uh-huh. just be a garage man. Yeah, okay. And uh, and so that sounds bad to you. No, it doesn't sound bad, really. It's just, it's interesting. Just sort of having my own life out there in the garage, that doesn't sound like, uh, I don't know, a little slice of heaven to you? No, yeah, break me off a slice. It sounds okay. I'd like to see your wife less, too. Wow. Wow. Dude, dude, it's just, you know, it's just, I got nothing against the wife. It's just, I gotta make a joke or a couple of guys. Yeah, okay, all right, dude, You dude. know. Yeah. Now, Mr. Possum, what's the first room you would have in your dream house? Ooh, boy. It's time to build my dream house. And the first thing I'm getting is a tree house out back. I'm talking climb up a rickety little ladder that's on the side of the tree. You gotta knock a certain way for me to let you in. Uh-huh. I got nudie books up there. I got playing cards. I got... Pogs. Uh-huh. I got drinks that are hot because I ain't got a fridge up there. I got hot cokes up there, and I'm gonna be out there at night, just taking in the night sounds with the nice summer bugs and the crickets. Okay, okay, that's interesting. Now, is th- this is not your dream house though? The tree house is not your dream house. It's an as it's on the property. It's an aspect of my dream house is that I will have a tree house out back. There will be another dwelling. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I will have a large, large dream house. But first things first, I'm putting the tree house up there. It's probably going to be built before the dream house, if I'm telling it true. Right. That I could see being a potential problem. Because if I know you, you'll get that tree house done. And then I'll ask how the regular house is coming. And you'll just sort of list off the things that need to happen for pretty much the rest of your life and never get the main house done. Yeah, I mean, based on previous events, I can see how you'd uh, read that in your crystal ball. I do get that. I'm not hurt by that. But there's so many tight things that I'm looking forward to building and developing in my actual dream house that I'll for sure finish it. Okay. All right. Well, I'll, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt there, and I look forward to coming to visit you when your tree house is done. Oh, can't you read? There's a sign that says, no howls allowed. Use a howl. No howls a lot. So any, anybody named Howl. It's really made for you. I mean, there might be some, some howls out there that are pretty cool, but it's, it's made for you, yeah. Uh, so you're saying you might make an exception for another person named Howl. Yes, I would vet them. But you've been vetted, and you give me too much guff, and I just I can't have you up there. I mean, well, I might be able to have you in the tea room inside or something, 
and I'll sit there all stiff and look at my watch and be like, is it time yet to go? And you'll be like, huh? I'll be like, what? And then I'll sip my tea, and then I'll just kind of vanish in the bathroom, and eventually you'll go, well, I guess I'll just leave. Yeah. That's how it'll be. But it'll be in the main house. All right. Well, while you're uh, avoiding me or hiding in the bathroom, I'll just sneak off to your treehouse and go up there and play with your playing cards, drink your hot Cokes. How do you think you're going to do that? You don't even know the secret knock. Wait, you have a full-time bouncer at the door of your treehouse? I guess I got to get one now because of you. describing your dream house for us. Well, of course, Big Hal's ultimate dream house would not be complete without a billiard room. And don't think there's going to be some quirky spin on this one. I want the classic billiard room and nothing more. Wood-paneled walls, tacky old neon signs, a bar with one near-empty bottle of Captain Morgan's on it that nobody wants to drink. Heck, you can't smoke in my house, but I'll pay some guys to stomp cigarette ash into the carpet just for authenticity. Mm-hmm. Well, I gotta say, I'm excited to come over and shoot some pool with you. Oh, well, hold on. There's no pool table in there, Mr. Possum. There's no pool table. Nope, there's no pool table in the uh, billiard room I'm talking about. All right, so you got a garage with no cars. You got a billiard room with no pool table. Next, you're gonna tell me you're building a body with no skeleton in it. What's going on here? Well, it's a matter of honor, Mr. Possum. You see, if the other hustlers and stick boys down at O'Grady's Billiard Hutch think I've been practicing in the off days, well, they'll think I'm a buster and a cheat. See, a real pool hall guy like myself doesn't practice during the week. You earn your stripes and your solids out in public under the dim glow and the hazy smoke of a bar room. Okay, so why have the billiard room at all? Ah, see, it's to prove to any guys that come over that I'm not playing. If I just never showed any guests a billiard room at my house, they'd just assume it was somewhere else and I wasn't showing it to them. But if I have a billiard room and there's no table in it, well, that's pretty indisputable proof that I'm not working on my trick shots while the other fellas are sleeping. So you're telling me like if an Olympic athlete is doing some stretching and some some practicing on their moves, say they're like a floor dancer or something like that, that that's... Uh that you should want to, if they do good, you should take away their medals like they're cheating? Well, well, they are cheating. The thing you said before, where they're, like, stretching and practicing, they're doing something beforehand, they're doing something while nobody's watching, That, yeah, that's cheating. At least to, like, a pool guy. Interesting. So, practicing is cheating, huh? Yes. All practicing is cheating. So I guess if you show up to the pool hall and you're playing very badly and dropping the stick like it's made of butter, and you're just being an absolute nincompoop. They're going to say, now there, there's a sportsman. No, I would just assume that they're a newbie and that they uh, and that they need someone to come up and, well, initially pretend to be worse than them at billiards so that they'll gamble some money and then turn out to be much, much better, which is the only way you really learn in billiards. I see, I see. 
And it's Mr. Possum's turn to tell us about another room he would put in his fantasy dream house. Well, Big Al, you know me. And you know how I love pizza pie. I got to have a pizza room in my dream house. A pizza room? Is that possum speak for kitchen? No. No. Like, like the room where you the room where you make the pizza? No, it's not possum speak for nothing but a pizza room. The kitchen's a kitchen. That's where the pizza is cooked in a giant oven. A stone oven. The pizza room is a place to eat the pizza. Oh, so so you just mean the dining room? No, I mean the it's a dining room for pizza. It's more fun. It's more fun. It's got like posters of pizza pie with like real stretchy cheese. It's got Ninja Turtles eating that cartoon cheese. It'll just stretch all the way to the moon and the sewer and back. Just so I know I'm I'm understanding this right. You're gonna have a dining room separate and a kitchen separate and then also a pizza room. It's a large house. Yeah, absolutely. It's got a carpet that's made out of, like, looks like pizza. And you don't eat, sit at a table and chair. You sit You sit in a waterbed. You kind of sit in the, you float about. And the comforter is real thick and warm, but it looks like hot cheese. You know, and then you pull the comforter back, and the, the undersheet is red, like sauce. You know, and then there's in the waterbed. Here's the best part: marinara sauce. It's like you're sleeping on a pizza while eating a pizza. And the coup de grace: you get yourself some skin tight pepperoni PJs, and you climb in that pizza bed. Ooh, you're just a living topping. So it's a room primarily for eating, but the centerpiece is a bed. Yeah. Do you do you like to be covered by a big, like pillowy comforter? While you're eating hot pizza, Mr. Possum? Yeah, I do. I mean, well, I'll probably just kind of take the pizza box and run in there face first. So I slide underneath the cheese comforter and I come out the other side with just my head poking out. I'm laying on my belly and I'm eating slice after slice with just my head sticking out. All right. So it's like a little hut. It's a pizza hut. Yeah, it's like a pizza hut. Toot, toot. And you're kind of turning yourself into a pizza while you're eating pizza. Yes. What a dream. Is your dream to be Pizza the Hut? Like to be a guy, a big guy who could made a pizza who could just eat himself? I mean, that's kind of a stretch. I don't know if I want to be Pizza the Hut. He was wet all the time with just wet grease. I don't know if I could live like that. I need a, a good balance of wet and dry, as we've discussed. He's too wet. I just like to, I'm a pizza fan, and I like to eat it in the room. It's kind of like you're a big, you know, a. Uh, Falcons fan or something. You sit in your room with your little sports den and you put on your Falcons jersey and you watch the game. It's no different than that. It's absolutely no different than that at all. Except you're not like pitting two pizzas against each other. That could be one difference, I guess. Like you'd be cheering on one of the pizzas. You'd have a Detroit style versus a like a thin crust. And you'd and you'd be going, Oh, Detroit style. I've been a Detroit style fan since I was a little kid. And uh, your friend would be over, and your friend's been a thin crust guy. I don't know. I mean, I'm like, I'm not. That's what separates me from the sports fans. I don't really like competition. I like to just sit in a bed and eat. That's all. I'm not an athlete, you know. Well, I don't think anybody would ever accuse you of being an athlete. Oh, I hope not.
tonight we're doing a real cute thing where we're describing our dream houses and it's Big House's turn to describe the next room in his dream house. Well, it's my number three, my number three room tonight on the uh, countdown, if we're going by countdown rules for a second, which we have to be because this one is three words, Mr. Possum. Okay. And those three words are indoor boat. Ooh, okay. Some folks dream of relaxing in an indoor pool or a sauna or having their own gym or a meditative indoor rock garden. But I'm a man of the lake, Mr. Possum. Nothing relaxes me more than cracking a cold one on the deck of the SS single-day pontoon rental. So my dream house would have a nice big wet room filled with about two feet of water, a huge picture window and a skylight, and a pair of nice big bay doors you could back a rental pontoon right into. You're going to rent a pontoon and keep it in your house? Yeah, I'm not ready to own my own boat, Mr. Possum. Okay. Plus, there's licenses and taxes and stuff. So I'm just going to keep day-renting pontoons from Dennis down at Kentucky Lake. So I have none of the responsibility. I just chill out, rain or shine, summer, spring, winter, or fall, in my rented pontoon indoors. And Dennis pays the taxes and mops up any party fouls that should occur on the boat. I see, I see. I'm getting to like this idea, Big Hal. It's pretty tight. Oh, I'm glad you like it. I mean, it's like you're Willy Wonka. You got you can take people on creepy boat rides and scare them good and turn, change the lighting and stuff, and they come out the other end of the tunnel, and they're like, what happened? And they went, I went on a journey. Oh, well, now hold on. There's not, there's not a tunnel. This is, a, this is an indoor boat. It's not like Pirates of the Caribbean. We're not going anywhere. Not going anywhere. The room is only about a foot wider and longer than a pontoon boat. It's just floating in there. Ugh. That's disappointing. You're doing the best part of being on a boat on the lake, which is just sitting there and floating. Is it? I mean, okay. I mean, you went from Willy Wonka to uh, Willy Ronka, because you're wrong about how you have a boat. Willy Ronka? Yeah, Willy Ronka. That's what I call anybody who's wrong about stuff, but it's <laughs> extra fitting for you. <laughs> Sounds like a color commentator on a on a, on a sports broadcast. Willie Ronka. Mr. Possum, I believe it's time for you to discuss the third room in your fantasy house. Yes, the next room is actually sort of beneath the house. Sort of beneath the house. Yes, it's somewhat of a cave. So it's a it's basement. It's bigger than a basement. It's my vigilante justice room. Oh. I got... A place to keep my jets and my cars and my gadgets and, of course, a lot of surveillance equipment. I got a microwave down there. I got a carpet so I can take my shoes off and my feet won't get too cold on the cave floor. Uh-huh. It's going to be awesome. At what point does vigilante justice come into it? Oh, once I get a house. I mean, I figure once I get the room, then I'll start filling it in with stuff and then I'll have a lot of spare time and stuff and I'll just start doing you know, vigilante justice at, at that point. I'll get the, the layer first. I can't start without a layer. Why can't you start without a layer? Because you just need that step. You need to have to, a place to keep your stuff, to be organized. I mean, what if I'm chasing supervillains and I don't have my files right and I chased the wrong one and I bothered somebody? Sure. Gotta at least get a file cabinet. Right, so you want to be a kind of Batman figure. But you think you need the bat cave first. Yes. Yeah, you definitely need a bat cave first before you can become a Batman. You think Batman 
became Batman because he had a bat cave. Yeah. He's like, well, I can either operate a business out of this or I could, you know, get justice going. I think if you were meant to be a vigilante superhero, I, I think you might already be a vigilante superhero, whether or not you had a lair. There are lots of superheroes out there who don't have bat caves. You don't know that. I mean, I think it's just good to be thorough and get your ducks in a row and then go out right, there okay. to get your thing going. It's like... The same reason you don't become a superhero without building a costume first. You have to have your all your stuff together so that you get some respect. Right. Not going to come out there half-cocked. Now, what steps have you taken to build your costume? I just get mad about stuff, and I'm like, ooh, one day I'm going to fix stuff. Yeah. You know, one day. And the, the costume is pretty much just like a garbage bag that I, I'm pretty sure I can make a cape out of that. So you'll be like, tra you'll be trash man. Of course, right? Yeah, that probably. Makes, that makes sense. Probably. Right? Trash man. Yeah. Uh, just be fixing a lot of uh, trash wrongs that I see. Yeah. And I'll be hunting down my, my arch supervillain who is named Willy Ronka because he's just wrong about stuff. And I'm right about stuff. So I figure he should be the one that I hunt because I'm always right and he's always Ronka. Is his big crime littering or is littering good to trash man? That's a great question. Hey, man. Hey, man. Hey, man. Hey, man. Ooh-wee. Me and my buddy Big Hal are describing our dream houses. How cute. What's the next room in your dream house, Big Hal? Possum, my dream house is going to have a lot of things. And one of them is a secret laboratory. Ooh, love it. When I was a child, I wanted to be two things. A cowboy out on the open trail, sleeping under the stars and living out in the natural air and sun, and a mad scientist shut-in in a creepy old mansion on a hill with a spooky laboratory. Both solitary type of lives, but in uh, very different ways. And I, I feel like I've already accomplished the cowboy side of things. Have you? Yeah. Have you accomplished the cowboy side of things? When did you do that? Seems like you would have told me about that. Well, I mean, I'm more of an urban cowboy, but yeah, I mean, I think I've got the spirit of it down. Uh huh. Okay. So now I think I'd like to spend a little time in a secret laboratory doing experiments. So my dream house will have a fireplace that opens up when you poke the bust of Abraham Lincoln in the eyeball. Mm -hmm. You'll find yourself suddenly in my cowboy laboratory where I do cowboy experiments. Like bringing a cowboy Frankenstein to life. Ooh. Or opening a portal to a cowboy dimension. Ooh. Or teaching a dog to wear a cowboy hat. Gosh. Stuff like that. I love this, Big Al. I really love this. This could be its own cartoon. Yeah. Cowboy scientist? I've never heard of this. It's crazy. Well, it should be a cartoon. And if you're, if you're looking for ideas for new cartoons, I could certainly be an executive producer slash writer slash showrunner on something like that. I mean, my entire life is a quest for a cartoon, so yes. Uh, where do I sign? Uh, also, I'd like to know if I could get you to do some cowboy experiments for me since you got a lab. Uh, I've had a... Something I've wanted to accomplish for a long time that involved some campfire beans, being alive and talkative like a crowd that could kind of make married with children crowd cheering uh, sounds when I walk into a room. 
you want a bunch of sentient cans of campfire beans to applaud every time you walk into a room. Yeah, uh-huh. Okay. I have ethical concerns about bringing an inanimate object to life, especially one filled with beans. Okay, all right. Well, I figured I'd strike out on the first one. Also, I'd like to see if you could make me sort of a metal armor suit that I could walk around in so that I'm completely indestructible. Ah, yes. I, okay, all right. I also have a problem with that, which is that one thing I've learned from studying the stories of other mad scientists is that you never want to build anything stronger than you. Mm. So, no, I will not be uh, making you an indestructible uh, possum so that you could just sort of, you know, boss me around and bully me around for the rest of my days. Okay, well, maybe I could just kind of meet you halfway and get you to make me a suit of armor that's just a... Just a kind of another layer of clothes around me that's just filled with campfire beans. So if I'm attacked, it will puncture it, but it'll make quite a mess because they're pressurized in there. Ooh, bean squirts. Okay, so uh, just a suit of armor that's campfire beans. Yeah. That ha still have beans in them. Right, and maybe it's just like a, a layer of saran wrap. So it's easy to puncture. I could do that. That's... That would be that'd be a good early project, I think. Ooh, thank you, cowboy scientist. Mr. Possum, what's the next room you would have in your dream house? Well, I'm gonna have a very large room. And in this room will be nothing but beanbag chairs for lounging. And when you look at these chairs, when you walk into this room, it's gonna look like that scene from Alien, where all them eggs are just there. Yeah. Except these are okay. Nothing's going to pop out. It's just there's a bunch of chairs. And there's sure. some fog and stuff. and Like a weird green laser layer. That's just for style. But here's the best part about my beanbag room. These beanbags are not going to be beanbags in name only. These things are not going to be leather bags with zippers filled with weird little foam pellets. Each bag is going to be filled with hot... Refried a beans. How many beanbag chairs are we talking about? Just what? Give me a rough figure. 80 to 100. You got to keep 80 to 100 beanbag chairs filled with hot refried beans. Well, yeah, I mean, each beanbag chair is going to sit on kind of a little heater, a little incubator to keep the beans warm. You only got to put them in there once. Oh, I see. Now, are you just going to let everyone in the public know that they're free to come? eat the refried beans in this room at any hour of the day. No, that's for members only. You get like a card and you're like, hey, I've been, I'm a regular. I've been sitting on these chairs for, I don't know, six months now. I would like to get a scoop of these beans into my mouth. And I'd be like, okay, but you're a member. You go right ahead. But I'm not going to just have like a bean dinner. This is for sitting on, mostly. So you join this like a gym. Yeah. And you're... Joining a gym where you go and sit on refried beans, and most of the time you don't eat them. Right, you have to earn that, right, I see. if that makes sense. You have to be there for a while, be a member, so I can trust you. Because these things are good. I don't want you going around eating all of them. How long do you think they're going to be good if, if nobody's eating them? Well, I mean, they're being sat on every single day. It's keeping them, you know, moved around. They're not going to get hard spots, which is the worst part about any refried bean bowl. They're all going to be kind of stirred by human bodies sitting on them and kind of redistributing the beans inside the leather bag. It's all in the what's, contract. What's, 
What's the end goal? What's the point? Comfort. Mr. Possum, I, I'm sorry. I've known you for so long. I should not be asking you this question, but what is the point? Well, I need a lot of butts to stir my bean chairs. Uh, don't you get it? That's a lot of work for me to stir up them beans, but if they sit on them, they get comfort, plus I get my beans stirred. And it's more comfortable. It's more It's more cushioned for the mushing. You sit on a refried bean chair, it's not going to be a bunch of stupid pellets. It's going to be, mmm. You sit down, you get a waft of that seasoned bean air. Right. So the reason you're doing this is so that whenever you want to, you can go and have yourself a nice little sit in a very well-maintained and stirred-up beanbag chair full of refried beans. Yeah, that's right. You get and it. Get a whiff, and get a whiff of the beans. Right. Yeah. I see. They basically work for me, but they don't realize it, and that's a good situation. Right. Think of them as my eggs that you need to keep warm. Wow. It's more repulsive if I'm thinking of them as your eggs. I gotta say. Oh. 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 Tonight, me and Big Al have been discussing our dream houses, and would you believe it if I told you we're down to the last room we're telling you about? Time has really flown. Big Al, tell me about it, please. Well, since we're blue skying and shooting for the moon here in our dream home visions, I thought I'd top things off tonight with something really spectacular. Mm. A holodeck. Oh, okay, like in Star Trek. Exactly like in Star Trek. A room where you could go on and Elizabethan adventure, or solve a Sherlock Holmes mystery, or experience being in the Parisian resistance. Maybe even hang out with Robin Hood. Uh, I knew you were going to do boring stuff in there, Big Al. I knew it. I just knew it. It's like all this stuff you're doing, it's stuff you're doing in old movies. Robin Hood, Sherlock Holmes, go watch a movie. It's a holodeck. You can do literally anything. Have some original thoughts. Come on. Okay, well, uh, uh, original thoughts, original thoughts. Uh, oh, oh, I could go on a space adventure with the cast of Star Trek Voyager. Uh, that's an original thought. You truly are boring. I'm not boring, Mr. Possum. Okay, all right, all right. What would you do, Mr. Possum? What adventure would you have? Oh, well, it's real simple, Big Al. But it's not boring. It's exciting. Here's what it is. It's just me in the woods versus Sasquatch, Bigfoot, the Bigfoot. It's him or me, just me and him. And if he catches me, oh my gosh, he's going to give me the spanking of my life. If this guy catches me, he's going to turn my bottom ten shades of pink if he catches me. Mr. Possum, forgive me here, but it kind of just sounds like you want to get spanked by Sasquatch. Oh, no. I would hate it. 
a Sasquatch just grabbed me up in his powerful, hairy arms and gave me a big, long spanking. I would hate that. And that's why it's exciting, because I'd okay. hate it. Okay, sure, sure. Mr. Possum, it's left to you to describe the last room that you would have in your fantasy dream house. Well, if we're talking about my dream house, which I'm pretty sure we have been for the last hour, my dream house must have a dungeon. A dungeon? Yes, a deep, dark dungeon beneath the house. So this is adjacent to your bat cave or... On top of your bat, or below your bat cave? It's separate. It's just separate. All right. I don't know. You think Batman has both a bat cave and a, like a sinister dungeon? Oh, of course. I mean, Batman's basically a cop. He's got to have a jail cell, you know? Sure. Plus, I've got this trap door that I put in, and I really need it to lead somewhere scary. I can't have you landing in a beanbag chair. I need you to land in the dungeon. Right. Plus... If I'm being honest, my main reason for wanting this dungeon is it so, like, if me and the wife have a row, normally I'd go sleep on the couch. But if I got a dungeon, it's even worse, and I'll be like, all right, you know, I know you're mad at me. I think I'll just go sleep in the dungeon. Right. And I'll stand over the trap door and pull the little lever, and then I'll fall down in there and go, oh, my back. Right. There's no support down here. Oh, it's lousy with crickets. You know, maybe make her feel a little guilty for being so cross with me if she sees how uncomfortable I am down there. Yeah, well, it's it's hard to stay mad at somebody once they've trapdoored themselves into a dungeon. It's almost like they've they've kind of done more than the full penance there. Right. If you overpunish yourself, you actually get less punishment from the wife if they see that you're really flogging yourself good. Right. You know. And then I'll stretch myself out on a rack down there like I'm some kind of Adam's Family character. And I'll just be howling throughout the whole night. And she'll start to think, boy, I wish he was just in the bed with me sleeping so I could sleep. The sounds of torture are really awful. I mean, you could you could also just pretend to be being tortured. You don't have to actually stretch yourself out on the rack. Well. You could just sort of sit down there and go, ah, this, this hurts. I hate the rack. Yeah, I could pretend. That's true. But it's a dungeon, and the dungeon law says, you know, don't fake it. Plus, if Bigfoot's down there, I'm probably going to be getting spanked. The Big Howl and Possum Podcast. Toot toot.